Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. One of the other problems is starting a rehearsal process as if it's a performance. And it really is. It's the, it seriously is the reason that I stopped having read-throughs is because people perform. And so if it's great, yeah. you don't know why. You haven't done any work. And if it sucks, yeah. you also don't know why. But most of the time, if I've cast well, it's great. Yeah. And I have a I have a talent for casting, and mm. so, and so, um, so. But if you're doing the work, and a lot of technique work is is work you do at home and then come into rehearsal and forget the homework, but mm. a lot of it is not to perform it, but rather to work on it. Mm. And and unlike painting, where I, I often describe it as like painting, it's like it takes a while to figure out where to make the first stroke. But but it, unlike painting, if you make the first stroke and you don't like it, you, you can go back. Mm. I, I mean, you know, we have an enormous luxury of being able to hit the reset button. Mm. You know, we have an enormous luxury of being able to say, well, that doesn't work. Let's go mm. back. But we need to give ourselves permission to do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the reasons that I assigned doing a commencement speech is so you get used to paraphrasing, putting it in your own words. So I'll just tell you about those. So the commencement yeah. speeches are for two reasons. Mm. One that you get to look at text as a sequence of thoughts, mm. not words, not sentences, but a sequence of thoughts. So, uh, and I use commencement addresses, by the way, um, so we don't have to worry about character because I, I, I'd like to not complicate too many things. If a mm. character comes out of it, don't worry about it. But I, it's like, I don't want you to worry about who is this speaking. So, yeah. the, uh, the, so the commencement speech is there's a thought, then there's a thought, then there's a thought. I always hated the word beat. It used to be a joke um, in rehearsals because somebody would go, so I guess it's a new beat. And so that pounds. And I said, yes, it's such a, you know, I, I don't know why we thought of that. So I changed it to chunk. And I said, so there's a chunk and then there's the next chunk and then there's the next chunk. Okay. Yeah. So what we're doing is figuring out what am I talking about in the first one? What am I talking about in the second one? What am I talking about in the third? 
But in the same way that you, in a very, very kind of free-flowing way, almost as if it was jazz improv, talked out, I hate London, Mm. uh, uh, which was better, incidentally, than I love London, which I always think is interesting because obviously you love London. But but um, sometimes we do better on something that's not our opinion. But it's like you talk over, under, around, and through. Yeah. It's just like you go all over the place with it. You know, allow yeah. yourself. Um, I think the first one is I'm looking out over the sea of faces of people and and so it, just allow yourself to go where it goes. It's like you kids, you, you, you're the future. You are what we're looking for. And you've been through so much. Mm. And you think life is now ready to start. And, and there are all these people here that have been so, you know, so in other words, you just talk out where it leads you within what that chunk is about so that what you're doing is owning it. And then eventually what you'll do with this is that you will, you will be working on a part in a play and you, you will allow yourself the same luxury. Um, yeah. You will allow yourself, if you're doing a line like from uh, Arthur Miller's All My Sons, where he says, you know, during the war, I was, I was in charge of a group of men. And so you, you will allow yourself to say, my God, the war. God. Wow. And, and there were these men. I, I mean, they were my men. I was in charge of them. And they were, and so it's eventually mm. I will get back to the lines. But if I don't allow myself to talk out in a very, I don't know, undisciplined way, mm. what's going on, it becomes a collection of lines. Yeah. You know, then you can sit back and you say, okay, good, got London. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. You know, okay, I've got it. it. But because you worked on it in such a rambunctious, if you will, way, and if you, if you sit back and you say, ah, I'm, le- I'm losing London, hold on a second, let me go back for a second. Mm. And because you built it the way you did, you can always go back and build something else. You can always go back and say, I think I'm going to play with that pub again. I got, I loved the pub, you know? You watch British people at a pub and you'd think they're all best friends. <laughs> they are after a couple of yeah. beers. And, and, and that's why they call it a local. Can you imagine yeah. any other place in the world where you had a local? Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay, the center of the community. Now, yeah. now yeah. I went back to the pub. Now yeah. the next time I come, come back to I love London, I said, all I needed was that pub. Yeah. All I needed was that pub. And that evokes the that evokes the whole scene that's in your mind. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's also a very, very smart observation. I need less and less and less every time. Mm. I do that. But you do you do the work to begin with, and you and and you do the in depth work, and like you say, it, it decreases and decreases and decreases until it's sort of like you have it sort of um, condensed into the line, the word, the line, exactly. and then there's the whole world there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But unless you do all of that work, 
Yeah. The line is flat. Yeah. And it's because of it, it's because of it, it, I think it also helps you from deciding in advance, how am I going to play this? Because once I've built it, the line comes out of what I've built. And if I built something else, um, then the line is a surprise. Yeah. I, I, I always sort of think, I was asked once, so what do you look for in auditions? I mean, I've been auditioning actors for since before you were born. And I said, well, I look for, I said, I look for something fresh. And rarely what I look for is a revelation. Because I always think I'd love it if an actor comes up with something that I haven't come up with. It's easier nowadays because people don't know what the hell they're doing. But I just always think it's so interesting. And I'll tell you who did it. Lena Headey. Lena Headey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. She was auditioning. It was a movie I yeah. never got set up. It was a movie that Harold Pinter wrote. We were having auditions, and uh, Lena Headey came in. And I'd uh, already seen Daniel Craig in a play. Uh, it was a Carol Churchill play at the Royal Court called A Number. And I thought, God, that guy is so good. Mm. And, uh, and then Lena Headey came in, and she auditioned. And she came up with something I'd never even thought of for this yeah. woman. Anyway, I went to the financiers and I said, so look, here's the thing. I, th- I think we should go with, with Daniel Craig and Lena Headey. And the financiers, the studio said, oh, Milton, for God's sakes, we know about them, but get your head out of art films. It's long before James Bond or Crown of Thorns, whatever that's called, Game of Thrones. Anyway, okay. <laughs> But, but I mean, the thing about it is you have a chance if you build this way because everyone is going to come in an audition. Yeah. My son, he loves listening to people audition because, he, mm. because I always say, everybody's going to yell that line. You come up with something else. And he said, I yeah. sit out in the hall when they're auditioning and I hear all these people yell the line. And then I think to myself, <laughs> I'm going to... You know, yeah. And, but it's not arbitrary. It's because you built it. You have in this absurd play where you walk in and say, I love London. That's it. That's the line. I love London. Yeah. But you've got, you've got the people at the pub. Mm. And when you, that, you've got that. There's something there, and you say, "Oh my God, mm. he's right. Mm-hmm. I love London." Yeah. So it's. I I think when you're doing the preparation, it is always a good idea to go wherever you want to go. Go wherever you want to go with it. But then the next time I do it i've already built all of that i don't have to redo that Mm. so i have to trust what i've built that it's there so what i built is there so i don't have to build that again Um, (laughs) but you see then what you do is you find the thing that just puts you there stella always suggested that we cover our entrances with a small activity controllable and sometimes 
it's nothing. Right. I love London. You know, and the reason we do an activity is because you can start an activity off stage and yeah. doing it when you come on. So it really meant the play started off stage and I was caught in the middle of the play when I walked on. And it's always something physical. It's always a physical. Well, no, act. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, the physical activity is easy because what Stanislavski discovered is that when you do a physical activity, it does not lie. Yeah. That's important because this doesn't lie. You know, straightening my shirt doesn't lie. Yeah. You know, if I make a choice that that activity is going to help Mm. me, then Mm. I am grounded in something real. However, I find, and Chris does it all the time, he said, I, I, I know why he got the lead. And I knew that they wanted him for the lead. But, but this kid had this fabulous following on Disney. And Chris said to me, I know why he got the lead. Jesus, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's a Disney kind of thing. And he said, but he said, so I said to him, uh, he said, so listen, could you do me a favor? It really would help me if we could just improvise a little bit the scene before it starts. And so the guy said, uh, yeah, yeah. And so they just kind of improvised the scene that led into the scene they were doing. Mm. So he was shooting with him two weeks later. And the guy said, hey, listen, can we do that thing again that we did the last time? And Wesley, who may or may not ever make it to class, Wesley had it. He was doing an episode of some cop show they were doing in New York. And he said that, and this never happens, by the way. And the director mm. said, I, listen, I heard your auditions, so I know that. But c- could you all try something new? Just something else? Let me just see something else. And so Wesley started talking out what was going on into the scene. Right. And the director said, oh, my God, I'd love that. And so the other guy that he was doing the scene with, he said, mind if I kick in? And he said, hell no. And and he said, the director was just in hysterics. He said, oh my God, this is so much better. Yeah. So he said, okay, I'll tell you rolling and then let that go in. And I think when you get really, really good and when you know it really well, it takes almost nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It takes uh, a flood. And I'm there. Hey, everybody. It's Walker Vreeland, producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class. The podcast is conceived and hosted by Milton Justice. And our music is provided by Jeffrey Keezer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And thanks so much for listening. <laughs>